0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Uh, you at the yeah. So, you know, just for this week, you know, just with all the variables, you know, just kind of consider everything the last 72 hours and what we feel is good. Best for this week for us, uh, you know, against Minnesota, Taylor will play this week.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the
1: BetQL Network. That's the voice of uh, Atlanta Falcons head coach Mumbles McGee, aka Bozo the Clown, aka Arthur Smith. Like, hey, Coach, who's going to start a quarterback this week? Well, you know, the variables, and, uh, you know, wasn't the you know, you know this, uh, this week it'll be, you know, Taylor going to start for us, yeah. It's like Taylor Heineke starting for us. Like that's the decision, and he's. He couches it by going for this week. So if Heinicke goes for four hundred yards and five touchdowns this week, you're you're gonna go back to Desmond Ritter? Like it's and over- what if he's bad.
0: What? If he's bad, you're gonna go back to Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter's brutal. Like, like why
1: like what is it with this guy that he like, he just can't get up there and just be like, here's what's happening? And it's obvious be, like, to everyone.
0: Yeah, not even confident, but just like Yeah, like have some kind of like Social presence have like have like some awareness, like be able to relate to other people, and sort of just, like okay, buddy, thank you, thank you for like why, why did we have this event? Yeah, why was this happening?
1: Also, like really shocking, right? Wow, so so you're telling me that last week when Arthur Smith described like oh everyone thinks Desmond Ritter stinks, it's t- toxic group think It's hey hey hey, you the person watching and listening, it's not Desmond Ritter's fault that he's not good at football it's your fault. It's all of our faults. Yeah. It's our toxic toxic. group
0: dragging him down. We poisoned him
1: from, from the taste of your lips. I'm wondering. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what, what the like, and then like the guy who said that it was our toxic group think that was creating this false narrative benched him. I'm just saying like, can everyone wake up please to like what this guy is? And, like, maybe they'll make the playoffs, God bless them. But, I mean, he's the worst. Uh, We'll talk about the Falcons-Vikings game in a second. But we have another piece of breaking news. It's not, like, earth-shattering or anything. But it is official. Ryan Tannehill ruled out for Thursday night's game for the Titans on the road at the Steelers. Will Levis will start, obviously, for Tennessee. Um, I don't think we've had any line movement because I think the expectation is that it's going to be Levis. So we can move on. Jake, bring the music back up here. And, Ken, let's talk about this Falcons-Vikings game. So... We think it's going to be Jaron Hall at, at quarterback for Minnesota. Although that that could change any minute of any day. I think Kevin O'Connell will probably be honest with us and tell us when when and if that happens. But for but, now, I think we know, can operate. The last forty eight
0: hours, it'll be Jaron Hall.
1: Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins Achilles, uh, you know, it's, uh, BYU. It's a uh, you know, trade for Josh Dobbs, like uh, Jaron Hall, or
0: something. <laughs> Jeez, yeah.
1: right. So <laughs> let's let's assume it's Jaron Hall. Well, how about this? The Falcons actually have more stability right now. We know it's going to be Heineke, thanks to Mumbles McGee. Heineke v. likely Jaron Hall in Atlanta on Sunday in a really high-leverage game for maybe the 7th seed in the NFC playoffs. Uh, where, do we, where do we stand in the market? Did the market move at all off of this news?
0: Oh, it's Heineke versus Jaron Hall in a really high-leverage game, just like it this is, is it's crazy. this is what we do. This is this is the show we do and the sports that we cover and like to bet on. This nonsense. Uh, the Falcons were basically like four and a half, five point favorites. Yesterday we talked about how this market could move, and you know I bet Falcons three and a half right at open, not even liking them, just thinking it would move a lot, especially if it was Jaron Hall. And we've kind of just stayed in the same spot, honestly. This like four and a half, five range with Atlanta favored, mostly fives but some four and a halves. Uh, so the announcement of Heineke over Ritter got you nothing in the market is like i guess a reasonable way to think about it and now we just kind of wait for the other shoe to drop where it's like okay if and so the the only interesting thing left here is if o'connell today says jaron hall is the starting court like josh dobbs is here but we want to give him a week to get ready and greg rosenthal who we had on yesterday was like i think they'd rather start dobbs like if he's remotely okay but like if he says it's jaron hall does any, do, do we go a little bit more than we're going already? Like as, what I mean by that is Atlanta favored by a little bit more because I, I think there is some resistance and some hold out here to the idea that like they're really not going to start Josh Dobbs if he's like able-bodied they're really going to start like in the game they almost have to have they're going to put Jaron Hall out there seems unlikely there's almost like I, I feel like this is just my opinion I think there is like kind of that skepticism and that's why the number isn't more where I think if it's like hey it's Jaron Hall and Josh isn't like Josh is going to be inactive or he's not going to be ready or whatever and like who else have like Sean Mannion will be the backup quarterback or something like that like if that's what it is I don't think it can be four and a half five and I hate Atlanta and I don't think they're very good. But like Heineke starting over Ritter and Jaron Hall and like I with Atlanta hosting the game. I don't know if that's what this can be. So I, I do think other people think that way. That's just my guess. I, I can be wrong. My best guess is like I think I think everybody kind of thinks it's Dobbs. And if it's Dobbs, I know it's weird because he just got there. This might be pretty close to okay if it's Dobbs. Like this might be about four and a half might be right on the number, honestly. If it's Dobbs, like this number was, this was going to be like Vikings one if it was Kirk Cousins. So the idea you go from that to Dobbs who just got there and you get like all the way through three into four and a half, I think that's okay. You could even make the argument that's too much. But Jared, like the Jaron Hall part of this is really interesting. If it really is him, my expectation is the number would go up more. That's just my guess.
1: Uh, what would you bet if it's Dobbs and it's four and a half?
0: You know, it's so funny. I would, and this uh, excluding the fact that I have like a, an Atlanta yes. position at like a number I'm looking to middle. So, cause I, I kind of think it's going to be Jaron Hall and I even, or they're going to say that and Dobbs will be available and like relieve him in the second half if it's brutal or something. But like the market will still move on Jaron Hall. So that's why I bet Atlanta early uh, with no position and it's four and a half with Dobbs. The, the real, I'm going to say something that sounds really stupid. I, I don't think the Vikings would win but I would love the points. And I think Atlanta would like literally win by a field goal all the time. Like, I think there would be a very close game and I would want the four and a half, usually you bet a three and a half, four and a half dog. You have to have like a lot of, like you have to think they're really alive in the game. The Vikings are live, like they can win, but Atlanta just like loves to play these plotting, stupid, low scoring games against everybody. And like, of course the Vikings could drag them into another one of those and lose 13, 10. Think about like the Tampa game a couple weeks ago, like that kind of a game. And so the four and a half will just be super valuable if that's the case, I think at least.
1: Here's and here's the thing with Taylor Heineke, and I don't want to like confuse kind of like my viewpoints here. Heineke's better than Ritter for sure. His upside is definitely higher higher than Ritter's. So like I like this move from Atlanta to not play Ritter to play someone else. Uh, Heineke's like not good. He's better than Ritter. He's definitely his ceiling is higher than Ritter's. I think Pat Doherty, who does a great job for NBC Sports covering fantasy football, and a great tweet today. Which was basically like Taylor Heineke is the same quarterback as Desmond Ritter, except that Taylor Heineke can sometimes briefly be good, and like Desmond Ritter can never be good. So Heineke at least can like on a given Sunday have like a 350-yard like performance. Like Desmond Ritter can never do that. So Heineke gives you theoretical upside. Also, like he's not great. So yes, like it is an upgrade, but it's not like you've 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 benched Desmond Ritter and now like here's you know Josh Allen's coming in. That's not what this is. So just like. I think I'd be into Minnesota if that were the case also. Also, if and when the nukes ever hit, you know what's going to be left? It'll be the cockroaches and Sean Mannion as a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Mannion was the quarterback for one of Mike Zimmer- Zimmer's final games, remember, against the Packers on, like, a Christmas yeah. Eve, and was asked after the game why Mannion played and not Kellen Mond, and Zimmer goes, because we because we see Kellen Mond every day in practice. That's Bang. one of the best quotes ever to like get to retire after that. It's pretty much over, All right, You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday line moving for week number nine in the national football league. Uh, those are the big ones. Ken. anything else stand out to you on the board here? We'll do more obviously throughout the course of the show.
0: I could just update, uh, you know, like the bigger game Cowboys Eagles. We have no movement to report. That's three and 46 and that's going to be three and 46. Probably that was our guess when we talked about that game yesterday, like isn't three just the right number in the game so far everyone agrees uh, and haven't had injury reports that would kind of make you want to bet one way or another. Uh, the Dolphins got bet a little bit. This was not recent, but we you know, we just to update like the big games this game obviously in Germany and on neutral field Chiefs were two and a half at open and now we're one and a half and there's a couple ones on the board. So the idea maybe be hey, like maybe Dolphins Chiefs closes kind of like a pick on a neutral which is kind of like a an incredible compliment to Miami's rating that they can be on a neutral against Kansas City and be rated as no difference between the teams and this probably won't be full strength Miami playing in the game maybe it is but it seems unlikely that that's going to be the case so like that movement is a little interesting and then I would just bring up Seahawks Ravens was kind of like a kick the can down the road handicap for me I was like look five and a half is kind of what I make the game like curious Does this get more attracted to the number seven or the number three as usually these five and a halves do they usually just don't stay in this range It doesn't take a lot to get it to move one way or another and early indications are that we go into six that's what's going to happen here so the board's like about half five and a half and half sixes so the ravens have taken a little bit of money not a lot curious if that's predictive of how the rest of the week is going to play out and the over in that game has gotten that also despite the fact the ravens obviously field like a top three defense in the nfl right now those are two offenses that eat the last couple of weeks especially are kind of cooking a little bit like geno smith in the passing game has looked pretty good kenneth Walker's pretty good and most importantly like lamar jackson and the ravens offense after like a kind of a rough Start to the era has looked really good. So going up to six and the total in that game going up a little bit. Aside from that, you know, there are these like half point moves we can talk about here or there, but uh, it's pretty quiet so far. And then as we get getting more of these injury reports that you're uh, you're bringing up during the show, curious if those kind of have, have some more impact, which they probably will.
1: Uh, just one thing on Seattle's offense, you Walker's been great. Like Charbonnet played a lot last week. As a, as a yeah. Kenneth Walker fantasy owner in several leagues, like I'm, I'm a little worried that this is going to become like more of like a timeshare, which is like which is not great for Kenneth Walker. Um, to one question, and then I have, I have a comment on the Miami Kansas City game. You mentioned earlier in the week, and I kind of echoed your sentiments. At six, I think we would start to be interested, right, in the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Do you kind of hold to it. that sentiment here? That if it's six, then you'd be interested, maybe in betting Seattle.
0: Yeah, and, you know, there could always obviously be injuries that we don't know about yet, and that's, like, why the numbers started to tick up a little bit. But, yeah, like, uh, put it this way, in this range, for me, and I think for you, the decision would be, like, do I bet Seattle or do I not bet the game? And I would I would still be in that mode, not, like, dying to bet Seattle right now. But just as we get into, like, the 6-6.5 six, six range, would be kind of interested in Seattle, would want to think about it a little more. Totally agree with that. Uh, you had a comment on Miami Thursday night. Keeps going back and forth from two and a half and three. Have you have you made a, have you made up your mind yet? Like at all, what you are going to do with tomorrow night's game?
1: No, I I I I I want to bet tight. What I think honestly, I think I might bet the over in the game, like a contrarian okay. over, and I kind of want to bet. I kind of want to bet Titans money line, but then I feel like I am like chasing what Levis did last week, and it's not going to be the yeah. same setup. So I don't know what I want to do. I think I might bet the That's- over.
0: That's what I would tell you, is I I would think that like like don't overreact to like the one Levis game. That doesn't mean he can't win again, just like it's unlikely you're getting like some awesome price on him now that we all saw it. You're probably getting a fair price. Or or over or or he's being overrated. It's one of the two. I don't know which one it is. And like pick it's like fifty percent probably. We have this in our chat that DeAndre Hopkins is listed questionable for tomorrow with a toe injury. Do you have do you have anything else on that? Like, did they did he say he was gonna play?
1: I s so he's been questionable for like every game the entire season. I, I think that right. he's gonna be good to go. This has kind of been his MO. Uh we'll talk about the Dolphins and Chiefs a little later. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. Pro Sports better Rob Bazola kicks things off on stadium. Coming up next, all the bets for week number nine.